Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. Oh, we're here. I'm here. Yeah. I'm I'm doing good. Lewis, hello. Welcome. Nobody also asked. Sips. But good, thanks. Hello. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Well, nice opener. Well, you know, people, people I'm fine. interested. I'm fine. Sips is fine. This is what everyone wants to know. Period's <laughs> also here. Hey. But in the news this week, oh, Jersey yeah. is at the center of chaos world war three yeah we're about to start it we're about to kick it off here over some fish some some <laughs> some ancient fishing grounds that uh have been disturbed recently by uh, a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing as usual local government here and um everybody is uh, pretty pissed off about the uh, bureaucracy that they're trying to introduce and because they've disturbed ancient fishing grounds a fish poltergeist is now on the loose in jersey that's rearranging right. the fish fingers in the frozen section that's right i woke up in the middle of the night and there were fish fingers floating around in my kitchen and stuff and uh it was it was pretty scary and uh, all of the uh, all of the navy ships are over here now. They've they, there's been a blockade. Man, there's a guy. Uh, there's a um, civil war reenacting guy um, that was firing blanks from the castle. He's thinking at, finally at French French boats. <laughs> I mean, man, it was just. He's been waiting years. Oh, I've been trading all my life for this. You yeah. thought I was reenacting? The French are coming. I have oh, been yeah. trading. This is not reenactment. Yeah. I'm ready for the real deal. So um, yeah. That's a weird one. Uh, Jer- Jersey's not technically part of the UK, but because it's a crown dependency, meaning that it's uh, it's still owned by the Queen and uh, her representatives are over here at like a higher level of uh, control in government. It means that the there's an agreement with the UK whereby if Jersey ever gets in, into any trouble, uh, the UK are, are are sort of bound to to protect it. Yeah. So in we this send, case, we send thoughts and prayers. That's a, yeah. So it, so in this yeah. case, France uh, got angry about the 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 this introduced uh, bureaucracy for the fishing and said, well, we're just going to cut off your supply of power because we import 95% of our power from France because it's so close. I get it. Yeah. Like, I hate having to fill in forms. Oh, man. And, and like, you The know, French are just uh, mad because uh, normally they love it. They love the bureaucracy. <laughs> and I think in this case, they're just mad that somebody else thought up some bureaucracy before they did. Um, I see. So that's why they're, it was like a, it was like a blow to their, their ego and stuff, you know? Do you think, is there a lot of flag waving currently going on in Jersey and sort of, you know, a lot of, uh, is the attitude in general um, up yours, um, Frenchies? I'm, I'm sure, like, yeah, there's elements of that for sure. I don't know, man. I'm just in my garage. Like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, okay, uh, that's good to I've, know. You're at the I've heart seen, of a political turmoil and you're yeah, just yeah, in your garage I've, I've with no some idea. I've seen some bits and pieces on the news, you know, and I've like done a couple of tweets, but that's about it. Because I was talking to, talking to Barry about it yesterday. He had like a satellite view because all these French boats all sailed over and sort of blockaded Jersey Harbour. And there were two Royal 
Navy patrol ships that were sent out to kind of just, I guess, I guess they got there and they were just like, what are we supposed to do? Are we just watching out for like, what we watched? They didn't even really know what they were there for. Oh, it's and just so an escalation. They, it's just a way they of were saying, sort of... you send, it's like the, it's like the Chicago fight. You threatened to change their fishing vessels. They threatened to shut your power down. Yeah. You, they send some fishing ships. You send the Navy, you know. Yeah. It's What's next? Well, I, I just thought it was funny because they were sort of stood off at a distance, like, you know, two police who weren't quite sure why they'd been sent there yeah. or, like, whether they needed to inter- intercede. So they just, you could see them on the satellite just hovering, like, like at a, a, a safe distance. And, I, and Barry was like, oh, yeah, no, where does Sips live? And I was like, here. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so, like like a cannonball is going like, to fly through my window at, at any moment. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite fun. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I thought I thought, I thought you could. Obviously, it's 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 quite. A jersey's like this croissant shaped, right? Yeah. Um, and so it was like, you could, there's that big central sort of bay at the at the bottom of yeah, Jersey. That's where all um, the Frenchies were blockading. Which is where people like to walk along, and it's quite it's quite nice there actually. Um, but yeah, it's not far from you, is it? You could probably probably walk down and have a look at the boats. If you want, they might have gone now. Actually, I thought they, they all they left as gone. soon as we I've, sent in the, the yeah. The nav, I think it's I think it's pretty much over now, from what I can tell. I I, I think it's still being talked about, but I I, I don't think. I don't think there's any going to be any more escalation. I mean, realistically, there there can't be because it's so stupid. But it is you know, interesting, though, isn't it? It how is pretty quickly, interesting. Yeah. How quickly it went from well, we're going to cut your power off to warships turning up. <laughs> yeah, so I this know. is our closest the, the neighbor. The posturing is something and else. It's just like, well, we're going to send us some ships. Then it's like we were friends like a year ago, and now we're man. We're how sending exciting warships. for those guys that work on the warships, though. I, I mean, know, when was the last time they something. had? To, yeah, they're like, whoa, oh my god, they need us for something. And picking up three hundred targets, sir. Pick up the pace on those potatoes, guys. We're, <laughs> we're shipping out soon. Yeah. It's so I, this week I, w- I found a. Can uh, I actually? Sorry, before I interrupt, uh, can I just can I just go for a pee? Because I just okay. I just really need to. Oh, pee. It was such I'm an sorry, exciting conversation. That I'll be right back. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. He just has to leak, oh, leak, leak piss out of his. Lewis Bridley of, of the Yogs cast. Uh, what a guy! Eh? He shows up to a podcast, doesn't even do a pre piss, pre pee. Yeah, yeah, pre pee. And uh, and now it's just wasting everybody. So you guys just have to sit here listening to us uh, fill in fill in time because he's probably got something really important to say when he gets back from this this pee. But I I, I don't want to hear about it. Like I don't no. want an update on the pee. No. I wonder if he's like if he if he has like good flow. Do you reckon? You know when he's peeing, he's getting older. You know maybe he's maybe True. there's some interruptions there or like it slowed down a bit. You know I've you always know. been very slow to pee. Always. Oh right, okay. I've never been one of those people that just goes and it's just like Psh, and it's done. Yeah, I, it's always my body's taking its time about everything. Always, right. I'm always very slow, slow to learn, slow to move, slow to start, slow to change. But once you get me going, sips, I'm like a powerboat. Well, you can't stop me. Nice, we could Not use a you over here. Powerboat, one of those little crappy ones. Break the blockade with your with your powerboating. One that a distant know. relative would assure you is is seaworthy, but is not. That would be me as a power book. I'm back. Yeah, sorry. All right, so I was going to say before Louis, Louis went pee-pee, I've got, uh, I, I was looking around this week. For some reason, I was thinking about uh, choose-your-own-adventure books. Right. Um, right. And because I had a chat on my stream about role-playing games and D&D and stuff like that, which I want to talk about a bit. So when when I don't know if you guys ever played Dungeons & Dragons when you were kids. Did you guys play it when you were kids? I never oh, did, really? no. The, no. The, the, the closest I ever got to anything even remotely like that was we bought 
um me and my friend bought heroes quest like the board game right and uh but we spent most of our time just painting the figures because his dad had a bunch of model paints so, and we just spent the whole summer just painstakingly painting these little figures and i don't even think we played the game once but I that's see. the closest i ever got to doing anything like that as a kid so i used to play yeah. i played dungeons and dragons from when i was about nine nine or ten onwards um, right. And was this the, was this in America? No, this I never played it in the states. I played it in the UK. So when I came to the UK, one of the other kids that I was friends with, his older brother played D and D first edition, the one that came in the red box, the classic Dungeons and Dragons with the lad on the front. It's like a little red cardboard box, and everything you need is in there. And we wanted to play, and he was like, he was two or three years older. So he wanted nothing to do with us. He was playing in his mind, because he was 11 or 12, ultra advanced Dungeons and Dragons. You know, the, the way that you look down on younger siblings. And we were like, what do you want to play? And he was like, oh <laughs> no, you're not playing. And we're like, please. He's like, fine, you can make a character and we'll play some Dungeons and Dragons if it'll shut you up. So we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and my friend made characters, which is our favorite part. We would just make characters endlessly, just making characters, rolling dice, making characters, designing picking what equipment they have and everything. And he had this adventure. I don't know if it was from a book or whatever. And he tried to kill us off as quickly as possible to get this over with. <laughs> just so that he could just say, well, yeah. you played and you lost, so that's it, I'm not doing it again. Yeah. We, we had to explore this old house. And I think I was an elf and I think my friend was, I think he was a, some kind of warrior. We're exploring this room. And the thing is, if you show players a room, if you mm -hmm. describe a room, they think there has to be something to the room. Because everything in every game you've ever played has taught you that they don't bother to put stuff in there unless there's something to it. Yeah. The problem is, quite often, there is nothing in that room. There's something in the house that you need to find, maybe, but not in every room. It's not like a dungeon where you just go... In, like, if there was a dungeon adventure and you go, go down a corridor and there's a large room here with an ornate statue and everything, you're searching it and there's nothing there. You go down another corridor, there's another room, this time with a large well and three bells but none of it does anything. It would be the worst adventure ever, right? So you expect right. it all mm. to do something. So we're in this room and we're poking around for ages and he says there's a large fireplace here. And we're like, oh, maybe there's something up the chimney. So I jab my sword up the chimney and all the rubble up the chimney f falls down and kills my character. And my friend, in trying Ooh. to dig me out, there's a further landfall and he is also killed <laughs> by the, the stuff falling out of the chimney. And I remember thinking how awesome oh. this was to be playing D&D, but I thought this sucked. And I very quickly got the idea that about bad dungeon masters, and we were mm. talking about this on stream, that the it should never be seen as a contest between the players and the DM. It should always be seen as like a, a story that you're telling uh, together, and the DM has to adapt the story based on what the players do. And the, the, you know the players have there there is peril, and there are things that can go wrong, and they can make bad choices. But it should never just be uh, you failed and you're dead. So that's what brought me to choose your own adventure books. And there is a Tumblr called You Chose Wrong. <laughs> and it's literally the ends, sort of the ends from all these different books. And I realized that Cheese Your Own Adventure books are essentially like playing Dungeons and Dragons with a terrible dungeon master who is essentially just like a computer. It's like a proceduralized yeah. flowchart. There's no, there's no real choices to be made. For instance, a door to your right flies open, throwing a brilliant shaft of light into the corridor. Suddenly, you are surrounded by a circle of snarling chimpanzees. They begin to close in. The end. Yeah. <laughs> and that's from Choose Your Own Adventure 15, House of Danger. Uh, like, I choo choose Your Own Adventure books, for me, honestly, are some of my worst childhood memories. Like, they, like I, I think back on some of the ones that I got out from the library, and I feel a bit sick. And the reason is, 
because when I got those books out at first, I thought these are going to be great. And this is something I can really get into. I'm going to love this, whatever. I got them and they were so disappointingly bad. Like I couldn't even get far in them and I would just cheat in the end. You know, I would right. like, I would flick like forward just to see what the outcome was and then go back and make, you know what I mean? It was just like yeah. the whole thing was just so unsatisfying. Like, I don't know, like the, the, the I remember the cover art of the book being just not great and stuff and like just the whole thing kind of gives me a headache choose your own adventure books I'm, we've I'm rediscovered not these books through jingle jam so me and simon obviously do a choose your own adventure every right. year on jingle jam and we have an artist draw alongside and it's great it's, i love the and stream it it's one of my favorites I, but yeah i hugely remember you know and we i guess we we we're unpicking something now and sort of identifying where the problems are i think mostly the problem comes with you can't really develop a character very well when there's alternate routes through the story for people to take right but the other the other problem is that you do have to kind of railroad them down a certain route while telling them it's their choice to do it. Mm. Um, and the other thing is you have to sort of keep track of your life. You have to roll dice. There's other awkward things that when I was a kid, I was reading this book on the fucking bus. I didn't have a notepad and a pen and a dice to roll. I didn't have these things. So I would just read it like it was a normal book. Right. And the classic thing people do is they keep multiple fingers in the book of in course. case they hit one of these endings where yeah. you know it's just arbitrary often you know suddenly you'll get eaten by an anaconda or fall into a pit of spikes or you know some some you'll go some and sometimes those traps will be two or three deep right so by which i mean you know you'll make a choice and then all of the, that choice that choice inevitably leads to death anywhere you go from there but you don't know that that's a dead end right until like, like the way these books are often designed is that, you know, you can see how they made them on a big uh, whiteboard of post-it notes, you know, t kind of thing. Yeah. Um, with with these bits where it's like, well, this branch here leads to death. This branch here leads to him getting the MacGuffin that he needs. This branch here, you know, leads leads to him carrying on but not getting the MacGuffin. Um, so he can't complete the book anyway. Do you know what I mean? It, it's often choice A, choice B or choice C. I actually spent quite a long time writing a choose-your-own-adventure book hey, um, last Christmas. I would love to see that. Man, I would love to see this choose-your-own-adventure, and I would love to. I would love the book to start out sort of fantasy with, like, you know, you're choosing these things, but then slowly uh, the book becomes more about your struggle to write this book, and the choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> becomes really sort of, like, uh, introspective about you and your whole life and stuff, and it's just this downward spiral of... Of, of misery that i could get into i would love to read that one i would like it Where to be an erotic it? fiction because oh. that seems to be all the rage yeah, oh, i mean everybody God. i i think that's i think at any given moment uh anything erotic is all the rage right people are oh. just like they can't help themselves they love it yeah you decide just... you've got to get help from the boat there's no telling what you'll find at the village and something is obviously very wrong here you yeah. don't make it very far though along the way you run into a large hungry anaconda the Indians of the jungle say the anaconda is the spirit of the Amazon, and anyone swallowed by the snake lives unharmed inside forever. If that's true, send a postcard. I mean, geez, come on! Like, how, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. Imagine you, you live it for eternity inside an anaconda. <laughs> oh. Like, how cramped it would be in there. So I did, I did like uh, quite a lot of the Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston ones that they did, and there was one, the sorcery sort of quadrology, I think it is, with like the Shamutanti Hills, Kersutipura traps. I can't remember what the other two were. That was really good. The illustrations in it were gorgeous. But there was there were certain moments of the book where you thought, well, 
I don't really want to have to start again. I mean, you assume there must have been people out there who diligently obeyed the rules at the start of the book, and if they died, started again from the very beginning of the quadrology in an attempt to play through it. Well, but there'd exactly. really be no point because one of the one of them is you you sleep in an inn, you wake up, and the innkeeper has put this elaborate trap with a guillotine over it, and you have a rope in one hand and a rope in the other, and you pull one, you live; you pull one, you die. You're not going to start again because the moment you get to that point, you're just going to do the other thing. So it's like, well, I know the the, the journey up to this point. Why would I repeat it? So I always that was a, a, a clear and obvious. Keep your finger on the page and and choose the correct option because otherwise it feels a bit daft. There's uh, there's there's a lot of bits in these books that people well the, 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 there's been some sort of what's his name Charlie um something wrote one recently uh, a fight fancy but there's been some guest writers Rihanna Pratchett wrote one right um, there's been a couple of famous authors writing them because they remember them in the same way we do from their childhood yeah. Um, and also, there's 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 loads of other writers other than sort of Ian Livingston, Steve Jackson, yeah, yeah, sort of classic tons. ones that we remember, and they cover all sorts of genres. But they're all, but the, the the a lot of the readers are very protective of the style um, and of of that dead ends and the literal dead ends um, where you die. You know, you as you reach for the riches, the golem's hand slams shut around your neck. <laughs> this pathway has no need of those only out for themselves. As you struggle to free yourself, the roof collapses, burying you alive. Yeah, you have died. Exactly. Um, that's it's a it's a standard element of these books, and and I yeah I I don't like it, but I think I think most people treat that as a continue in a video game. Yeah, right? they yeah, just yeah. go back a page and are like, oops, well, guess guess I'm just auto loading my last auto save. It's funny how that that, that culture influences how people perceived games right like like D did so much for modern day rpgs and modern day gaming right it, it really established the idea of of what we now see in video games and having played so many video games going back to these things with that knowledge changes how we see them and they look very basic and they look very simplistic to us um so in some ways that's necessary um certainly with board games you see it because you know, when you're, when you're trying to adapt a board game into a video game, you have to make it much more complex. Yeah. Um, whereas the reverse is 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 true when you when you try and do it the other way, right? You have to really greatly simplify. Like Stardew Valley, the board game, is like a incredibly simplified version of of the game because you have to teach it to someone new in 20, 30 minutes. Right. You know, you can't be you can't do an hour, two hour long tutorial for uh, uh, Stardew Valley, the board game. There's, I, I can't believe there's a board game of that. In all honesty, well, it's basically why, like why playing the one? entire game of Stardew video game of Stardew Valley in two hours. Man, that is, there's a City really Skylines board game as well. I actually I have I don't it. Understand never, it. I don't. I don't really I've understand why why you'd have a board game of a computer game. Because to me, whilst we've spoken about board games a lot, I know you're a big fan, Lewis, and they're more of a social thing. Do you need a City Skylines board? game like is it really is that a thing you need i don't understand like to me the board games of a tv show or something or a movie at least you know something you make something interactive out of something that's essentially just a passive viewing experience but when you've already got something interactive to then make a board game of it as well seems a bit like overkill okay i've i've found i found the thing i wrote do you want to hear page one yes of my yes! Fantasy book oh my god okay sure <laughs> all right let's start let's okay. do this we're gonna do this so this could be real bad but um but here we go. Okay. As tunnels and shafts give way to open caverns, 
you begin to feel familiar cobblestones under your Wait, boots. Wait, this is how it begins? Yes. This is the first page? First page, yeah. Who am I? Well, yes, you're gonna find out. Okay. It's a big, big lead up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At last, you turn a corner to see the great dwarven stronghold stretching out before you. Am I a dwarf? Well, you'll find out. Okay. Nestled deep in the heart of the flame-spewing mountain called Kalakaz Makatath. Very dwarven. Jeez. You are looking upon Stoneheim, one of the most remote and ancient mountain fastnesses of the dwarves. And I love how pleased he is with himself here. Right? <laughs> I'm laughing at my own stuff that I wrote. Uh, squat, rune-carved stone buildings huddle together on a plateau around a great central illumination. Maka Ea, and your jaw almost drops open as you gaze upon this great wonder. As wide as a storehouse and bright with bubbling lava, it is an enormous pipe adorned with arcane brasswork and runes, hit, pulling molten hit, hit rock. Pipe. Hit pipe very hard. Pipe. I'm gonna hit that shit. Bong. Ooh, pulling yeah. molten rock from deep below oh. and disappearing high into the ceiling above. I was gonna get a little Cheech and Chong about it there. Two dwarves yeah. appear. Cheech Ra and Chong Po. <laughs> and they <laughs> offer you a hit of the massive dwarven pipe. They cough and laugh, yeah. So you have traveled long and hard to return here but your heart is gripped with dread. Oh God. Stoneheim feels wrong. It is cold, and dwarven towns are always fierce with heat. What no about smoke. the lava? Yeah, what well, about the flame-spewing mountain? Where's that Who now? knows? No smoke rises from the thousand chimneys and forges, but worse than the chill air is the deathly silence. On your journey here, you encountered no dwarves. The three great gates that you passed through were sealed but unguarded. Yo, maybe they all died of boredom after reading page one of this book. <laughs> Your heartbeat quickened with each step, fearing and knowing that something was terribly amiss. As you turn onto the main thoroughfare, Stoneheim appears deserted, but your keen senses catch glimpses of dark, sunken eyes from behind twitching curtains. As you reach the center of Stoneheim, you see a lone dwarf kneeling in front of the high forge, looking up at the roiling lava, churning up through the great pipe. You have heard that many of the dwarves of Stoneheim revere the magnificent construction as some holy relic, and indeed the dwarf appears to be praying. The lava pipe ascends through a ring of enormous furnaces in front of the Anvil of Ashes, an enormous anvil on which sits an equally oversized hammer easily three times the size of the dwarf in front of you. Take hammer. As you I, approach... I, I type take hammer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As you approach, she stands and turns to face you, letting two glowing rune-etched axes fall into her hands. Pale, brother, she says, suspicion dripping from her voice. From the crimson red, three-braided beard and blue-woed tattoos on her cheeks, you recognize her as a berserker. She's one of got the a most beard? feared dwarven warriors. Yeah, female dwarves have beards. Don't you know this? I don't know if they're necessarily fully bearded uh, female dwarves, are they? Well, well she she is, she, it's a choice, isn't it? You could Wait, have shaved. Gimli, Gimli said that, didn't he? The, the dwarven women have beards. Yeah, sometimes more bushy and, and 
luscious than than the men's you know they i'm not into that hey, i, I into heard that. this thing just on, on slightly on to- on the topic of uh, dwarves apparently uh tolkien nobody wanted to ever go for walks with him because uh he would stop and like look at a plant for 20 minutes and like study study it like the details of the plant and stuff like every plant he right. came across that really He's comes saying, across in the first that few that's chapters true? of lord of the rings yeah when they're walking when they do the walk from the Shire to get to anywhere interesting, it's right there on the page. His his obsession with every every roll of the land and every every color of every leaf. It's right there on the on the page. If you can make well, it through you, that section, you look, you're doing well. Then you will see. You know, if you look at the nature, if you keep looking you, enough, you'll see all sorts of stuff. All sorts of there's little tiny details everywhere. That's one of the meditative things you should do. Is is look. But really look, you know? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I, I choose whatever the option is that leads to you do not look closely at the vegetation. I'll do that one. <laughs> yeah. We're doing a big Jersey blockade on that idea. <laughs> Anything to say before I cut you down, she says. If you would like to reply, you can turn to 280. If you would rather draw your weapon, turn to 21. No, that sounds like the end. 21 is too close. 280? How many pages is this? Well, I thought this was just I've, one page. You said I'm well, going to. written some. Oh. I've written some oh, of right. it. All right, let's. How uh, long let's did it take to you her. to re- to write all this? Oh, like like I was writing it for a couple of weeks, right. but I I've I finished. Um, I didn't finish it. I've got about I got about a third of the way through. I'd say I'm about a third of the way right. through. All right, so let's. I, I, did, I, 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 I'm I broke talk it into three her. bits. What? No, wait, wait, wait. Let's fight her. Let's try and get this over with. Let's fight her. Okay. Sensing your aggressive movement. There is a blur in the air, and suddenly a bear is lunging at you. Savage, <laughs> Come on. savage teeth, <laughs> and razor-sharp claws moments away from slicing your throat open. If you were an ordinary dwarf, your head would be rolling loose across blood-soaked cobblestones. Oh wait, what's that underfoot? It looks like yarrow root. Let's let's examine it for thirty <laughs> minutes. Ooh. As you duck to examine <laughs> the, the root, buds. the bear's attack sails overhead, <laughs> and he falls into the lava. But this is when Ooh. you're going to pick your class, right? Oh. But you are no ordinary dwarf. What is your history? And so this is this is when you are. This is I basically wanted to have it. You choose between three like types. Three backstories, if you like, that then define what your abilities are going forward, right? Give you some different paths through the book. So here's the here's the three choices. I want to be the one that's an expert at fighting bears. Right. So that would be most useful right now. If you travelled with the burned ones to the deepest of the deep mines and stared into the core light where the intense heat burned your body to ash and your very soul was scorched and charred until it was nothing more than a wind-blown ember and then... You were pulled back from the abyss and blessed by the mountain, reforged as an ash dwarf with the ability to read fire runes, then turned to 87. I can't remember if I was or not. Oh my god. How, okay, how many pages is this book? Will 87 get me close to the end? <laughs> this is like a normal length fighting fantasy book. It's going to take like three to six oh, hours. Fuck. Oh my god. It's not gonna, I'm not going to get it done in the next five minutes. Give us some examples of ends. Okay. I want to know how is we Is there an option for all of that stuff to happen, but the abyss forgets to pull you back and you're just dead? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that happens to a lot of dwarves <laughs> in this universe. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't. It doesn't that's, work that's at all. That's our backstory. That's the one we're going for. Uh, there's two more, but that's fine. <laughs> no, no, Sips is one. Go on, let's oh, hear the other two. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hear the other two. If you delved into the darkest forbidden chambers 
and spent countless years fighting the horrors of the abandoned catacombs. That sounds hard. Only to be mortally wounded by yeah. and causing a mortal wound to the Worm King, a mm. legendary basilisk, right. and were revived by drinking the still warm venom from its fangs, <laughs> turning your flesh to stone oh and your God. blood to acid, imbuing you with the strength of 100 dwarves. Oh. If you are a stone turned, then turn to page six. And if only my blood was okay. filled with acid right now. <laughs> I wish I was dead. <laughs> right. I wish this book would and... end. <laughs> that's a that's a good uh, that's a good selling point for the book on the cover. I, I wish I wished I was dead. I want to speed run this one. Seriously, sake. <laughs> Option three. If you survive the traps and curses of the tombs of the old ones, blue dust from lost scrolls and forgotten plans, tap to mysterious kegs to sample brews from the ancient Tinker Kings, or if you brought forgotten engines back to life with black spluttering coughs, forged brass ringed windows to peer into the cosmic beyond, or felt the sting of the lightning sprites on your fingertips, then you have mastered the arcane art of engineering and turned to 22. I don't want to be a fucking engineer. Fuck that. Yeah. He's going to lose to the hit. bear. I mean, quite clearly. The, the stone lad. Uh, stone lad. You don't want to be yeah. the ash guy either, though. Fuck the ash guy. Fuck the brainiac. Give us the stone we lad. We want to be the, the acid blood one. No, that's the ash one. We want to be the stone one. Yeah, no, the, the stone one was the one. By the basilisk. Yeah, the basilisk gave yeah, yeah, him the acid stone blood. One, stone one. He's got acid, acid for blood. Yeah. What is he, yeah, the alien? Yeah, yeah. He's a xenomorph. Just one of these dwarves managed to kill my entire crew in less than 24 hours. I don't think this I don't think I've actually completed this this thread yet. This is one of the ones I haven't done yet. Anyway, right, let's hear some of, let's hear that. some of the some of the, the ends. I want to hear Oh, you want to hear one of the death Just a couple ones. of yeah, ends. How do these yeah, things even end? Because like I like I said, I just got a headache. Like I never got through any of them. So I don't even really know how they end. Are they are the endings like pretty good normally or do you always win? I don't know. I I never finished. No. I always just got about halfway yeah. and went and did something I, else. The other thing I wanted to do was I wanted to add keywords, right? So rather than keep track of your life through through like the score or life or numbers, I wanted to add keywords. So, for example, if you got burned, you'd get like, say you gain charred or you gain like burned, right? And then if you got burned again, you'd get like killed, right? So if you, you ended up, you, you, you'd lose the game if you took on multiple damage keywords, you see what I mean? And that would also affect how people reacted to you and stuff like this. Anyway, so you heroically leap off the edge of the platform, gain inspiring, but immediately regret your decision as you bounce off an outcropping of rock, cracking your head against the surface and spinning away. You blink your eyes open to see yourself falling fast into a sea of lava that heralds your certain doom. You are dead. Great. Wow. Just out of, that's kind of that's out of nowhere. I mean, you yeah. plummet into the lava sea and despite your considerable powers, you cannot su survive being submerged in lava and you return to being one with the mountain. Your adventure <laughs> ends here. Good but if Lord. you were the ash dwarf, you would have survived that, you see. Oh. Well, how am I meant to know that? Well, because you can't dive into lava if you're if you're the wrong type oh, of dwarf. Well, I wouldn't have dived. I wouldn't have dived into the lava. That's crazy. No. Whoever chose that was that's ridiculous. Hey, go. How about this? Consumed by berserker rage, you tear into the dwarves as they try to run away. Goodness. When you have feasted on their organs, you turn back into the gin, but you have missed your chance. He looms above above you and brings his scythe down in one easy swing and cuts you clean in half. Your adventure ends here. Good Jeez. <laughs> so there you go. There's another. There's another death. But yeah, there you go. That's a little. That well was done. a project that I well had done. some. I did some work on. Like ended up giving up because 
I was planning on writing it for Jingle Jam, but I didn't do it in time. Right. Um, and so it got shelved, and I haven't really come back to it. And I guess I should do really because I'd like to do it with Simon. Um, I'd like to I'd like to take Simon on on a sort of themed dwarven adventure that he that's familiar to him in a sense. Like this is almost like writing a D and D campaign for someone that you know well because I can add in references to stuff that he you know feels like he knows and the dwarven universe that he's familiar with from from things like wow and other things that were you know yeah. if it needs to feel in 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 universe right anyway i i enjoyed doing it but i, I don't think it's very good it's supposed to be a bit kind of silly um you did, you did great yeah, no i mean i was thanks that was really commendable you were you were gripped i was we um, were gripped yeah Thank you. well that's i just felt like i had this i just found it i talking about it it's worth i never i never shared this with anyone it's so nice, nice. now then that's out there I guarantee you, you'll get a bunch of messages saying, I want more of Lewis's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then you'll have to publish the whole thing. I'll have to, I'll have to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I, I do need a crazy wall to, to go through and do all the threads. I started making it, but it was, oh man, I just thought maybe it's easy for me to just write like one thread. <laughs> I don't know to start with. Yeah. And then fill in the second thread. Do one really afterwards. good one and then, you know, and then flesh it out from there. I think you also, when you're writing and creating stuff, you do have to um, trick your. I have to trick myself when I do do anything. I, I And I, sometimes that involves doing the fun bits first, you know. If you if you think oh god I have to fill out this boring bit then you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place you know you right. should just you should just find a way to avoid having that boring bit in your story you know it should be full of bits that you're interested in want to to tell yeah otherwise it can be pretty skippable um if you're not interested in writing it then you shouldn't exactly. be writing it and they yeah, don't yeah. want to be reading it exactly um so yeah I, I, one thing I did this week which was interesting completely pivoting the topic is um I did some voice recording. So I went to a studio day after day before, well, yeah, day before yesterday, right? Locally, and I I did some voice lines. It's the first time I've ever done anything like like that, really, it, 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 like a professional studio. And um, it's for Humankind, which is the new oh, uh, yeah, yeah. New, new Civ game. So basically, they said to me, "Oh, do you want to be in the? Do you want to be in the game? We're not going to pay you." I was like, "Sure. What do I have to do?" <laughs> they were like, "Oh, you could just take some pictures of yourself." And I was like, "Okay, send them in." So I. So they, they sent some pictures and they were like, oh, these aren't good enough, we can get some more done. So I was like, okay, so I got, Joe takes loads of pictures of me and they were like, we need back of you back of you and head and everything, like 3D pictures. So I was like, oh, crikey. So I sent all these pictures in and then they were like, oh, uh, we need you to do some voice lines for your character now. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Let me know what I need to say and I'll just do it in audacity and send it back. And they were like, oh, no, no, we need it like in good quality. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we've got a studio here. I can just go in the booth and do it in there. And they're like, oh, no, no, we need it. We need to like have a voice coach. There's like 470 lines. You're going to have to be there for two days. We're going to have to rent a studio. And I was like, okay. Um, wow. So I went over and st stood in this booth, met the nice people. There's a booth there. In fact, it's right next to the BBC Bristol. So I was in David Attenborough's recording booth right. um, where he normally does all of his dulcet tones for the BBC nature stuff. And they played these sort of animations of Civ Lead, like a generic stock animation of Civ Leader sort of saying something along the lines of, oh, you know, like like angrily shaking his fist or like bowing, stuff like this. And I'd have to say these generic kind of voice lines, which are like, um, you snake, how dare you betray me? <laughs> or something like this, you know. Uh, and so I, 
I, I slowly over the course of the day became more and more because I started off saying, I'm just going to do my normal voice. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be like, you know, you, you, you nasty man. Don't do that. But then over the course of the day, I became more and more Matt Berry. <laughs> I became more and more exaggerated. And I, you know, more and more sort of, hail friends, I will be your grand leader. And it would just, it just sort of became slowly more ludicrous were they happy did you have fun though they were they were fine they didn't say anything i had fun it was nice um smashed through got done in a whole in a in about well by about two o'clock actually so i didn't need two whole days nine to five i needed a morning and a bit right to do them right it was very interesting uh it was quite fun i had a nice day and i think i i'm, I'm interested to, be, to seeing what it looks like in the game when it eventually what's comes the word i'm uh is it this month it comes out or is it when is I it think it got delayed, so it's like six to eight weeks away. Okay. But obviously, I'm a big fan of that sort of, right. you know, that sort of oeuvre yeah. of video video games. And it's nice to be in one. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, that's one of the best things about I think that's job. awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah, we get to do stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I look forward to it. I must admit, some of the things, because I had to sort of, there were quite a lot of lines that were quite, like, angry. Okay. Like I and I found myself like a bit uncomfortable with the idea of yelling this at the player. You know, it's like my character comes up and is like, "You mangy dog! How dare you spit on my people in such a way?" Do you know what I mean? And I almost like I was because I was sort of doing them all so quick and lost in the in the moment, and I had to get in character being very angry. I didn't really soften any of it or give it a like more lighthearted spin or make it cheeky. It was all very kind of. So I'm a bit. I'm a. I'm not really concerned. Are you very angry? I was. Well, I got not. I got in character angry. I didn't get angry, angry, angry real in real life. But I'm worried that it'll. I just. I don't know. I'm just slightly uncomfortable that like I. I didn't put a lighthearted. I didn't think about it really because they hadn't sent me the lines beforehand. I couldn't really tweak it to my personality. So it was almost like I was just reading out things suddenly that I was not. Not not. They're not offensive or anything, you know. But it's like almost like. Just a bit, a bit rude and a right. bit aggressive. I'm just worried that people will clip the voice lines out. Then again, I think people. I'm, I'm just paranoid now. Don't um, worry, Lewis. You're a warrior. What a, a journey, warrior. man! Holy jeez. It was a bit of a journey. It was, it was fun, Inter- interesting, and man, my voice at the end of it was like absolutely killing me. I had, my throat was like really, really parched and sore, and like just from just like just talking. It wasn't even like I was really flamboyant or like, you know. Yeah. When, I, when I, you know what, the prof- professional voice actors are amazing at preserving their voice and still being able to do the, the voices. When I did the, um, for Dota, I did the Rick and Morty announcer pack with, with Justin Roiland, right? And we would do, I think we did like seven, six or seven calls over like Skype. And he would be recording at his end in here because he's got a studio at home because he's a voice actor. That's what he does. So he's in California and he's recording. And I he's just got the, the mic open on Skype so I can hear his takes. And we would make adjustments to the script and stuff like that. And the stuff that was wildly inappropriate, I would mark as wildly inappropriate. So he did Rick and Morty for like three or four hours at a time. He would do it. And he would do the voices seamlessly going between them. And one voice is very high. The other voice, you know, Morty's Morty's voice is kind of like, oh, God, Rick, you know, and then, oh, Morty, Morty, come on, we got to get the bottom tower, you know, like that. So 
He he did that for like three or four hours, and I'm thinking a normal person would only be able to do that for like thirty minutes before their voice is completely gone. I, I couldn't keep my own voice consistent yeah. over the so course of that, those three hours. So imagine doing two other like, freaky voices that I, are very I was like, straining. I I started to forget how I sound. I was like, what what is my normal voice? I had to like kind of like re- try and reset my own because <laughs> I started putting on this weird like voice. <laughs> so it was it was I was really like almost. But the other thing about it was because the way um, it was set up was it was just in a random fucking order. It was like evil kind of character me and then friendly character me and then evil character me and then friendly character me. So I had to like schizophrenically switch between, oh, welcome, friend. It's good to see you again to... What do you want, you disgusting maggots? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then back and forth again. And like, so when you came just... back to the office, were you a bit like, Hello, Harry, you worm! <laughs> Any calls? So yeah, that's normal. Normal me, actually. Yeah, that was easy to just slip right back into that um narcissistic asshole. Oh yeah, so it was it was it was worth doing. It was worth it was fun. But yeah, Good. great respect for the people who can somehow I don't know how they maintain like a consistent character voice it's crazy like, day after day or especially multiple ones you know these yeah. people who do like five or six different characters in a show yeah really 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 cool anyway i recommend it you should do it yeah i recommend to everyone out there get into voice acting for a video game yeah Go did you it. do did you did you do bodega did you do the voices for the characters or who did you like did just no he them? got did you, um he got some uh, big hollywood uh, name in to i do got it. david attenborough yeah. in um, oh, got, same. Yeah, you got Brian Blessed and <laughs> a bunch of other him. people. So that too. means you haven't listened to the audiobook, Lewis. I haven't listened to the audiobook. Interesting. No, no, no. no yeah, I know I did it. It was, um, it was, it was a week. Uh, it's I available on Audible. For... It is, though, isn't it? It is, and other platforms probably. Probably. Uh, yeah, I came, I came down there for a week. I think I did a couple of streams, and I would spend about two or three hours a day. I think maybe slightly more recording it. And uh, we had a lot of office noise, and we had to keep coming out and saying, "Can you guys shut the fuck up, please?" That um, happened to me a couple of times, actually. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't. I mean, we just did it in the old, in one of the old offices. We didn't have like a, a studio or anything like that, because <clears throat> you've got the streams going on and everything. I guess now actually would have been the time to do it. It's probably pretty quiet in the office, but um, we did it when everyone was down there. It was super busy, but it was it was hard work. Oh, you get into the flow. After a while, you get into the flow. But sometimes I'd be, I just couldn't finish a sentence without fucking it up, and it'd be like, my god, it was just taking forever. Yeah. And we would sort of have to start again, but um, it's like that sometimes, sometimes right? You just it. gotta you gotta take a little break and I mean, you know, come it, back exactly. But the tricky part is the mic was so sensitive that the turning because I had it all printed out, turning the page would show up on the audio. So I'd have to when I'm getting near the end of the page, I have to find a point to pause, memorize that sentence, turn the page over, and then so that you can't hear the sound of the page being turned on the, <laughs> on the book. Otherwise, it sounds a bit I weird. I like that. That's good, that. That's a bit of ASMR, the page turning. I, I, didn't, I wouldn't have minded it, but the problem is it's not printed out in the same format that the book is. So the turning of the page might not be in time with... Although, actually, you're listening anyway. You're not reading, so... Yeah, no, I don't know why we did it. We did, uh, we did it, but uh, you know, we wanted to cut down on all the all the background noise. But I'm pretty sure that you can hear office laughter or chat at some point. Because the thing is, like yours, your guys' desks right there. People would congregate there, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh what a fine tale!" Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then we'd also have the air conditioning would kick in every now and then and go like. So that was on the recording. So it was the the biggest time sink was actually killing background noise, telling people to shut up and waiting for the air conditioning to to be quiet. Yeah. 
Well, that's 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 their office in a nutshell, isn't it? As well as the pigeons and the seagulls. Oh, and seagulls, eh? Jeez. And various things. Jeez. Had a had a big rainstorm this week. Huge rainstorm. Obviously, our roof just leaks yeah. all over the place. Yeah, we um, had hail here uh, this week. We it hailed on like Wednesday, I think. It's fucking May. You know, it was the it was I the know. coldest April. It was the coldest April since 1922. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. Jesus, like it's fucking. It was awful. like Arctic wind out there. It was unbelievable. It's nice today though. It, it actually feels warm and tomorrow's meant to be like 18 degrees which is i'm excited good to returning yeah. to, to life oh my god yeah, what, yeah how's what's outside. the deal with you getting a vaccine and stuff lewis do you have to wait because you're you're it's under like 40 a, right it's like a doomsday counter ticking down on the news every day it's like last week it was like 41 then it was like 40 and i think it's like 39 now I've got to wait like another two weeks or so, probably. Right. Um, and then it'll be my age group. It's not fun, yeah. but it's important. I, no, I, absolutely. I think I think people are starting to get pretty fucking slack around it. For I've anyone noticed. wondering yeah. if it's a, if it's good for you to get the vaccine, consider this: nothing else in life that is fun to do is also good for you, right? Think about it: eating, d- eating disgusting, sloppy food, doing hard drugs. Getting really drunk, yeah. doing dangerous stuff. Yeah. None of that's good for you. We don't no. need but to tell awesome. our audience. But they it's know. Awesome. No one's listening to this who's that irresponsible. Relax. We've shooed them all away with no, the, these be- these believers but, of but getting these the vaccine sucks. Have all been the next out few days it. will suck. So you know it's good. It's like going on a diet. Anyway, the other thing. Tell you what the other thing I did this week was I played Pokemon Snap. You scum. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You should get it for your kids. Fuck off. Um, I don't want them anywhere near a, a Pokemon or Pokewoman. No, thank it's, you. It's, it's full of very adorably cute uh, Pokemon that you bother. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those kids in zoos who bang on the glass. That's what Pokemon Snap reminds me of, right? Because you... You're you're in a little bubble thing and you get sort of along on rails and there's Pokemon everywhere and you're just constantly harassing them with like camera sounds and like throwing apples at them and like Jeez. flashing music and flashing lights at them to make them like turn towards you or smile or do something. Right. And then as soon as they like do something, like a little dance or a little fucking wiggle or they breathe fire or burp or jump into a waterfall or whatever, you take a picture of them while they're doing it and that... You know, that that gives you the reward. So you have to provoke these animals what? that are in the wild. So you go out into the wild, you, you provoke them into making doing something, and then you take a picture of that, and then oh. that and then the guy gives you stars for it. So it's like it, it is like it is like being that kid in the zoo who is tapping on the glass right. to like make the animals well, and, which is a terrible point, thing. The and whole like, point I can't of taking it. pictures of uh, wild animals is if nature documentaries have taught us anything. You just wait until they start having sex, and then you take a picture covertly, like some kind of nature voyeur. Ooh, weird peeping That's Tom, right. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You Not don't go like in there and poke proactively. Them. But there's like four pokes, different pokes for the Pokemon. I guess that's why they're called Pokemon. They've added um, a bunch of like new ones since I last have even been aware of Pokemon, and some of them they're all so cute now. They're so so cute. I just love. I'm in love with like what Pokemon. There's like a coral one. There's like there's like cute little manta rays and stuff and like little fish what? there's like three or four different fish wait all this Pokemon. stuff sounds like uh what i would have expected to just be in pokemon no matter what well i didn't quite realize that like i was still on the on the idea that it's all uh the same ones that i remember you know and they are sure like the pikachus and the bulbasaur and all them are still in there all the favorites but 
they've cutened it a lot. Mm. Or at least they, for this game, they've picked the cutest ones. Oh, my God. Right. And um, there's so many now as well. So many more. There's like 20 different kinds of bird Pokemon, like 15 kinds of Pokemon that live on a beach. There's like uh, like there's like 20, like any kind of animal blended with any kind of thing is a Pokemon. And I, I just I was I just was impressed. Like I don't know why I liked playing Pokemon what, Snap. I'm just looking at the names of the Pokemon and it's very clear they ran out of ideas for names and now I think they're just mashing oh, yeah, they just did, together. Yeah, they're the worst. They... <clears throat> I'll give you an example. Here's the first ten in generation one of the Pokemon, right? Right. Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, Squirtle, Wartortle. Blastoise and Caterpie, right? Yeah. Now let's look at that. Those are numbers one through ten. Generation eight. The most recent ten are Zacian, Zamazenta, Eternatus, Cubfu, Urshifu, uh. Zarud, Regiliki, Regidrago, Glastria, Spectriere, and Calyrex. <laughs> You like sounded a, drunk when you were exactly. reading those. It's like a drunken list of just... Think of a fucking name. All right, here's one. Dreepy. That's one. Uh, Dreepy. Snom. Mr. Rhyme. I mean, they, they've given up. So, in Dreepy. fact, I tell you what, one of them, one of them is called... Is a, is a sea cucumber Pokemon called Pukumuku. Okay? Yeah. And that's the English name. In Japanese, it's Nam, Namakoboshi. Right. Uh, or Namakobushi. And it's, it's like a sea cucumber... Except a giant white gloved fist comes out of the end of it, right? And like punches things or grabs things. How do you? Have, I mean, and honestly, it, it freaks me the fuck out. So I was playing the Pokemon Snap, and I was like, just you know, as usual, throwing apples at things, spooking them, like trying right, to get to dance yeah. for me, the usual. And I throw an apple at this thing, and this giant fucking fist comes out of its mouth, and just grabs the apple, and took it back in. And I was totally, I was totally freaked out. And that's what. <laughs> Pokemon Snap, I think, is really. It's like these things are just really fucking weird ideas. Like only the Japanese can come up with this this stuff. It feels like a yep. lot of time. I tell you what, I like I I do like Animal Crossing. Um, I don't play it, but my my wife and both of my girls play it. My youngest loves the game, and she's obsessed with getting other people onto her island and going to other people's islands and all that kind of social element of it's it. It's very wholesome. Yeah, but she is the nicest islander I, I she she makes things just for her friend's island so she ran up to her she was super excited she was like i helped my friend make a cafe and i had all the furniture made and i was just waiting to see if i could help someone make a cafe so i made loads of cafe furniture and we built a cafe and now she, her island is up to three stars nice I was like made her day doing that that's a sweet game. It's, I it, like that. I, I don't think like Pokeball Snap is all that bad. Like I think it's 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 like, making it's a... animals into a commodity, Lewis. You you goad them into doing something worth looking at, as if the animal, the Pokemon itself, is not beautiful. No, it must be a performing kablunky for me. Yeah. Perform kablunky, <laughs> jump around, and I'll only be satisfied if it punches out oh. its foes with with its big comical Mickey Mouse gloved fist that comes out of yeah. his. Whatever. The animal oh. must do our bidding before it has value. No! Oh, that's, I genuinely couldn't shake it, and that did taint the whole thing for me, I guess. And maybe that's just the cynicism of of seeing our... Um, seeing... I don't know. You, co I constantly read, and I can't help it because it's always there. People constantly throw bad fucking news at you all the time. It's so depressing. Like, someone will be like, oh, yeah, there's a 
bird that's, that doesn't sing its song anymore because there's too few left in the wild that it's for, the, it's the species has forgotten sad, its yeah. song. That is sad. And it's like, oh, fuck me. You know, like, God. like Just get back I, to singing for my sake. Christ. Just fucking... <laughs> this bird ain't gonna sing. Let's fucking kill him. What's the point? What are they here for? <laughs> oh, man. Get rid of God. I, uh, yeah, I, I, anyway. Fucking stupid bird. Think about somebody else for once. Jeez. Certainly real animals. We got digital fucking weird ones now which are even cuter you know you know what philip k dick do androids dream of electric sheep foretold this people replacing the natural world with robotic versions of creatures and the question is big eyes do they dream Hmm, indeed Hmm. well there you go that's a little a little uh philosophical yes note Hmm. to end the podcast on right what an ending choose your own adventure whether to listen to this podcast again skip to one hour and one minute if uh you don't like uh, any of the topics (laughs) 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 at the start of the podcast we should put that if you wish to listen to the podcast continue (laughs) however if you think it's going to be garbage Turn to page one hour, two minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. You have died. God. You have fallen into a, an abyss of boring chat. Of course, ironically, whichever one you choose that happens. So, you know, you're either gonna yeah. listen to the podcast and reach ascending or not listen to it and still perish. Like I said, by episode whatever we're on now, I think we've shaken out. 168 most of the people who can't, 175 who can't say this. went up this 175? Jeez. Yeah. yeah, so one seven six. So Christ. since we did the, the the, the 100 episode special at Yogcon, we've done 75 more podcasts. That's amazing. Mm. This is now 76. That's that's fucking so nuts. We're going to have to think of what to do for the big 200. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of. No, I don't really actually. I haven't. I'll start thinking about some cool ideas, though. I'm sure. Yeah, we can... we'll think of some cool ideas. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't think too hard. No, I won't. Uh, thanks to everyone. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks for all the support. Yeah. It's always much appreciated uh you could check out uh new episodes of triforce on spotify every wednesday and also uh pitch please is back i'm on it i think this sunday what was your idea it was basically like having therapy for my path of exile addiction right because i wanted to i think i just wanted a uh, sort of a more i want i want like games with more automation yeah right? i want my games with more program right. i want instead of an action rpg i want an automated rpg mm-hmm. which is a terrible idea but and the guys did a very good job in letting me get it out of my brain and questioning me and realizing i knew i didn't really have a plan um and it was it was okay it was but imagine fun. you play you play this game and it's like at the start it's an action rpg and you have to go through like the motions you have to like you, you skill up build up get gear and stuff but then the other part of the game is that you get older and become wiser and then you mentor other adventurers and you can like send them out and you can occasionally just go in and see what they're up to in the dungeon like you know if they've gotten any cool stuff and like how quickly they're clearing like the monsters and everything so it becomes like it transitions into like a management game where you have to manage heroes that go out and do this kind of stuff and they come right. back and they bring back the gear and so you like sort real through life, it and stuff. So you like you work for a cleaning company yeah, or whatever and then you own the cleaning company. You end yeah. up managing the yeah, cleaning yeah, yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
Wow. Well, that that sounds like a that would be, pretty interesting that would be idea. Awesome, no? That was not it was not what we thought no. about, but maybe maybe it's maybe we need a follow yeah, up. Just maybe do um, a follow up and, and, and pitch that one, please. Yeah, well that's 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 out there they're our friends, so you can check them out if you're listening, interested in listening to a podcast. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Um see you next week. Yeah. And goodbye. See you then bye. Bye. bye.